Alright guys, so 1 Thessalonians, I mean, yeah, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 and 2 says this. It says, now concerning how and when all this will happen, dear brothers and sisters, we don't really need to write to you. Uh, for you know quite well that the day of the Lord's return will come unexpectedly like a thief in the night. Last week we kicked off this series like a thief in the night. And last week we saw a video uh, with the rapture taking place. And that word rapture means to uh, transport from one place to another. Specifically for us in our situation, what we learned right from scripture, uh, transporting from earth to heaven. And one day, the, what's basically going to happen is the trumpets are going to blow. Christ is going to send his angels out to rapture everyone who has lived a life set apart with him, okay? Who has been living for Jesus, they will be raptured to heaven, okay? And it, the Bible is very clear. It will happen like a thief in the night. You will never see it coming. You'll never expect it, which is why it's so important, so, so important to live your life for Jesus to the fullest every single day, okay? Because it could happen any day. It could happen tonight. It could happen tomorrow morning. It could happen tomorrow night. It could happen one year from now. We never know, okay? And that was the other thing we learned about. We never know when this day was going to happen. So that's why it's so important to always live a life set apart for Jesus. Because Jesus is coming back for a specific group of people we learned about, okay? And so now, I want you to brainstorm this with me, okay? Or not brainstorm, excuse me. Picture this in your minds, all right? The rapture has happened. Babies are gone. Newborn babies are gone. Children, gone. All of a sudden, people are gone, vanished. Maybe half the world is just mysteriously vanished. Planes that had pilots who were Christians have crashed. There's car wrecks everywhere, okay? Trains have derailed and crashed into one another. The world is in utter chaos, okay? That's what the world will look like after the rapture happens, okay? That's what the world is really going to look like. That's what the scenario will be like. It's going to be chaos in our earth after the rapture. And just like all things, when there's chaos, everybody's looking for what? Hope. Everybody's looking for somebody to turn to, right? Everybody's looking for someone to listen to, someone to lead them in this chaos. Well, that's exactly what's going to happen after the rapture. See, the world's going to be in chaos. There's going to be so many people missing. There's going to be babies gone. There's going to be children gone. There's going to be people gone. There's going to be wives who lost their husbands, husbands who lost their wives. There's going to be parents who lost both their children to the rapture. Okay? And it's going to be chaos. There's going to be death. There's going to be utter chaos. And the world is going to look for somebody to turn to to help them in this time. Okay? And in that time, there will be a leader who steps up to lead during this chaos. Okay? And that leader is known as the Antichrist. Okay? That leader is known as the Antichrist. Antichrist. Now, the question is this. I've got a few questions we're going to answer tonight. Now, I'm going to make this as simple as possible. I'm not going to go too deep or too far over the head. I want it to be where everybody can understand this. Now, my prayer is that none of you are here for the Antichrist, okay? I don't want none of y'all here to deal with that. But it would be unwise of me not to at least talk about it, okay? Because guess what? Here's the reason why. You know somebody who doesn't live for Jesus, okay? And they should know about this. 
Hopefully they give their life to Jesus, but if they don't, they need to know this truth. But in the chaos, there will be a leader who rises up, and he's known as the Antichrist. Now, that word Antichrist, what does it mean? Well, basically, the simplest definition I can give you, it means to go against Christ. That simple. Antichrist means against Christ, okay? Antichrist means against Christ, okay? For example, I am anti-Crocs, okay? I am 100% against Crocs. Does anybody in here share my anti-sentiment? Sweet. Thank you. Three guys. I appreciate y'all so much. All right. I am anti-Crocs. I am also, y'all may not agree with me on this one, but it's okay. I'm anti-country. I can't listen to country, man. Like, I can't do it. Look, Carrie just gave me that look like, I thought you were a pastor, Carrie. Like, she was so disappointed in me just now. You should have seen the look in her eyes. But I'm anti-country. I can't do it, man. Here's the thing. My wife loves country. Like, she loves country. And, and whenever we're riding together, she's trying to listen. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Sometimes I'll, like, mimic it and I'll mock. And I'll act like I'm, like, country. And I'm like, yeah, girl, you know. And I'll, like, mimic the songs and stuff like that. And she's like, you're ruining it for me. And I'm like, that's the point, girl. But I am anti-Crocs and anti-country. In other words, I am against Crocs and I'm against country, okay? Well, the anti-Christ is going to be someone who is against Jesus Christ, okay? That's what anti-Christ means. Now, I know what you're thinking. Who in the world would want to be against Jesus Christ? Like, who would want to do that? I mean, Jesus came into this world. He died in our place for our sins. He healed all these great people. Like, he, he did so many things. Who would want to be against Jesus? Who would want to be anti-Christ? Well, in our world today, we have a lot of that. You see it in our world today. Atheists are anti-Christ. They don't believe in God. They, don't, they definitely don't believe in Jesus, that he was the son of God. Okay? There are so many people who are anti-Christ. Satanists, which are Satan worshipers, they are definitely anti-Christ. They are against Jesus. They are against Christ. Okay? There, and that's just two, but there's lots of other people and groups who are anti-Christ, who, who are against Jesus Christ, okay? And here's what the Bible says. The Bible says that those people have what's called the spirit of the Antichrist, okay? They have what's called the spirit of the Antichrist. Matter of fact, in the Bible it says it like this. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 3, it says, But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, okay? This is the spirit of the Antichrist. So people who, who make the choice to not believe in Jesus, who basically say, you know what, there's no such thing as Jesus. In other words, people who deny the truth, they deny that Jesus ever existed, they deny that Jesus is the Messiah, they deny that Jesus is God in human flesh, those people are considered Antichrist. They're against Christ. They have what is called the spirit of the Antichrist, as you just read in the Bible, okay? Now, these people, they have the spirit of the Antichrist. But when the rapture happens, we are going to see the actual Antichrist, all right? Not the spirit of the Antichrist. We're going to see someone who is actually the Antichrist, who his whole life 
his whole being, everything about him is completely, utterly against Jesus. And here's the crazy thing. After the rapture takes place, the world is going to be in such chaos, the entire world is going to look to this man to lead them in the midst of all this chaos. He is going to rise to power at this time. All right? Now, who is the Antichrist? What is it about him? What, how can we identify him? Well, there's a few things that we can look at. The Antichrist is known as the man of lawlessness, number one. In other words, he has no respect for law. He has no respect for order. He has no respect for none of that stuff. He is known as the man of lawlessness in the Bible, okay? He is also known as the son of destruction. When the Antichrist comes, destruction will follow him in this world. That's bad. The world is already going to be in chaos, and with him comes destruction, okay? The Antichrist is one who opposes God. Obviously, we talked about what does the Antichrist mean against Jesus Christ, okay? The Antichrist is a blasphemer. In other words, he is someone who talks way out of pocket about God. He is going to say some extremely disrespectful and ugly things about God. And here's the thing. In this time, people are going to follow him and that's right. That's right. In this time, after the rapture, people are going to flock to him during this time. The Antichrist will exalt himself. He will put himself on a pedestal. Our theme this year is his glory alone, right? His glory alone. The Antichrist will want all glory for himself during this time. He's going to want people to look to him, to come to him. He's going to want to put himself on a pedestal and, and exalt himself, okay? That's what the Antichrist is about. And the Antichrist will claim that he is God. There's a portion of Scripture we're going to talk about this next week. But the Antichrist, after the rapture, will claim that he is God in human flesh. And what's crazy, again, I don't mean to get ahead of myself, but there will be so many people who will clap and applaud and will agree with this statement, okay? Who will agree with this statement. Now, the Bible says all that I just told you in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 3 through 4. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 3 through 4. It says this. Paul talks about the Antichrist. Okay? It says, Do not, don't be fooled by what they say. For that day will not come until there is a great rebellion against God and the man of lawlessness is revealed. The Antichrist. The one who brings destruction. He will exalt himself and defy everything that people call call God and every object of worship. He will sit in the temple of God claiming that he himself is God. Over in Revelations chapter 13 verses 5 through 8 John in his vision refers to the Antichrist as the beast. And this is what he says as he describes him. He says, then the beast the Antichrist, was allowed to speak great blasphemies against God. And he was given authority to do whatever he wanted for 42 months. Okay? Just three and a half years. Alright? We're talking about the first part of the tribulation tonight. The tribulation, just for a second, is a seven-year period. The first half of the tribulation 
the rise of the Antichrist happens. He makes peace with Israel and does all these things, okay? And that's just what the Bible says. It says in the first, um, in the first 42 months, he's given authority to do whatever he wants. And he spoke terrible words of blasphemy against God, slandering his name and his dwelling, that is, those who dwell in heaven. And the beast was allowed to wage war against God's holy people and to conquer them. And he was given authority to rule over every tribe and people and language and nation. And all the people who belonged to this world worshipped the beast. Again, let me repeat that in case you didn't hear me. And all the people who belonged to this world worshipped the beast. Again, when the rapture happens and there are people left behind and the Antichrist begins to rise in leadership, there will be people who will worship him. There will be people who will believe everything he says, and they will completely turn from God, completely. Okay? The Bible goes on to say, they are the ones whose names are not written in the book of life. Before the world was made, the book that belongs to the Lamb who was slaughtered. The Antichrist, he's known as the man of lawlessness. He's known as the son of destruction. He is someone who opposes, he's the one who opposes God. He is a blasphemer against God. He will exalt himself, and he will claim that he is God. And we just read that in those two passages of scriptures, okay? Now, I just want to share two things about the Antichrist that I believe are important for us to know, okay? And the first one is this. The Antichrist will be controlled by Satan. The Antichrist will be controlled by Satan. So here's what's going to happen. There will be a man who will rise in power. And basically what's going to happen is Satan will come and to live in this man. And he will control this man's body. He will control everything about him. Okay? The Bible says it like this in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. It says, this man will come to do the work of Satan with counterfeit power. Okay? In other words, he will have power, but it won't be like God. It will be a fake. It will be a counterfeit. It won't be the same thing. In other words, God's power brings healing, right? The Antichrist's power is a counterfeit. It brings destruction. Does that make sense? God does different. God, God's power is amazing. We talked about that, the power of God. The Antichrist's power is a counterfeit, okay? It's not exactly at all like God's, okay? The man will come, this man will come to do the work of Satan with counterfeit power and signs and miracles. He will use every kind of evil deception to fool those on their way to destruction because they refuse to love and accept the truth that would save them. This man of sin will be totally energized and controlled by the devil. Okay? Paul lets us know that when the Antichrist comes, it, it's a man who will be controlled by Satan. Okay? Now, you've heard me say this before. When the Antichrist rises to power, it's literally going to be hell on earth, okay? The tribulation will happen, and it's a seven-year period. As a matter of fact, that word tribulation means this. It means a state of great trouble and suffering, okay? A state of great trouble and suffering. In those seven years, there's going to be a lot of trouble and suffering, okay? And the world is going to be led by a man controlled by Satan, known as the Antichrist. Who would want to be here for that? Not me. And I hope you wouldn't either. Again, this is why it's so important, man, that you live a life set apart for the Lord, man. You don't want to be here for that. And here's the thing. God never intended for his children to be here for that. 
All right? He always meant for us to be taken, raptured out of here. So that's why, there's, that's why the rapture's taking place. So we don't have to be here for that. But again, God's only coming. Christ is only coming for a specific group of people. Those who have been living for him wholeheartedly, okay? So the Antichrist will be someone who is controlled by Satan. And the Antichrist will be someone who claims to be God. Now, I know I just said that, but uh, the Bible says that the Antichrist will claim to be God. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4, the Bible says this. It says, he will exalt himself and defy everything that people call God and every object of worship. He will even sit in the temple of God, claiming that he himself is God. Now, next week, we're going to talk more about this, but there's going to come a time in that tribulation period when the Antichrist is going to stand in the temple, which is Solomon's temple, okay? And he will stand there and he will claim, I am God. I am God, okay? I am God. And man, again, there's going to be people who are going to be cheering and clapping and shouting and so excited that this is happening. And things are just going to go from bad to really, really, really bad, okay? Things are going to go from bad to really bad. So the Antichrist is a man who is controlled by Satan who will claim to be God. But here's the thing, ultimately, guys, ultimately, Satan wants to be worshipped just like God. Okay, ultimately, Satan wants to be worshipped just like God. And the truth is this, in the tribulation, that's going to happen. Here's the thing, in the, in, the, in the tribulation, excuse me, he will force people to get what is called the mark of the beast. Y'all ever heard of that? Anybody ever heard that term before, mark of the beast? The marking of the beast, it's a marking that will go on your right hand, on your forehead. You get to either be on your right hand or on your forehead, okay? And here's the thing. By taking this mark, you are pledging your allegiance to the Antichrist. You're making your allegiance to Satan. In other words, you're putting your whole heart to trust in him, to provide, to take care of you and everything. Scripture tells us like this in Revelation 13, verses 16 and 17. It says, he, which is the Antichrist, Antichrist, excuse me, he required everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to be given a mark on the right hand or on the forehead. And no one could buy or sell anything without that mark, which was either the name of the beast or the number representing his name, 666. Okay. In that first half of the tribulation, the mark of the beast is going to come up, right? And there's going to be a very strong line drawn in the sand. Either you take the mark or you're going to be killed. Bottom line, okay? Either you take the mark or you're killed. The Bible is very clear. Those who don't take the mark, you're not going to be able to buy anything. You didn't, I didn't make that up. That was straight out of Scripture. It says no one could buy or sell anything without the mark. You're not, going to be able to, you're not going to be able to go to a McDonald's and buy a Happy Meal without the mark of the beast, okay, if you're here, you know, for the tribulation. Hope you're not, but if you are, you ain't going to be able to do nothing without taking that mark of the beast. And, but the thing is, by taking the mark of the beast, you're pledging your allegiance to the Antichrist, okay, to the Antichrist, saying, I trust you, I worship you. By taking the mark of the beast, be eternally separated from God for good, okay? So, post-rapture, the rapture has happened, everything is in chaos. A seven-year period called the tribulation starts. And in that first three and a half years, 
the Antichrist will rise to power. Okay? And hell on earth begins. And it's just like we said, nobody wants to be here for that. Right? Nobody wants to be here for that. But the reality is, here's the hard truth, there will be people who will be left behind. Because we refuse to put our faith and trust in God and live for Him. I mean, I want to encourage y'all. You know, this month isn't supposed to be a, like a scary message month. But man, I hope y'all understand that like God's word, he talks about the end, how it's all going to take place. This world we live in will one day pass away, the Bible teaches us. Okay, we're going to learn that in week four, how God's going to create this brand new world for us to live in. Those who have lived for him, the new heaven and new earth. Okay, this world will one day pass away. Okay, and listen, it's my desire and everyone who's a leader here, it's our desire that, that y'all be with us at that time, man. That you live the life set apart for him and, and really live your life for the Lord, okay? I don't want you to be left behind and face the tribulation, especially when you didn't have to, okay?